What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hot Takes, your bi-weekly vaporwave talk show featuring my good buddy, Skeleton Lipstick. Hello. And me, Young Shiro. Have we got a hell of a show for you tonight, guys? We, by some uh, some stroke of luck, managed to land OG Chill Wave and Vaporwave Act Whitewoods. And so we have been champing at the bit. Say thanks for the follow, Brains. Okay. The strike of luck was I asked him. That the, the stroke of luck was this man can pull. This man's been pushing P, and he can pull. And, and so, anyways, we're very, very excited about our uh, special guest tonight. But just a really quick introduction. If you've never, t- I see a lot of first time chatters tonight. Th- welcome, guys. Uh, we've been doing this for a couple of years. Um, you know, we we are here to give back to the community, to get to know the artists that we bring on, and to just have fun arguing, debating, and geeking out about the art and music that we like. Um, so don't forget to light up the chat with questions for Whitewoods. Uh, feel free to have your, your own side conversations. I've got my mods in here. Um, thanks you, thank you. Shout out to all you OGs and mods. Uh, we'll try to get all your questions. And of course, uh, remember, try to be kind and respectful. It's okay to have a hot take. Just, you know, be kind, right? Punching up is fine. Snow punching down. <clears throat> Couple quick reminders. Uh, we've got a um, official Discord now. So if you hit exclamation point Discord, there's a link that'll pop up that'll allow you to join the official public hot takes Discord. We got a lot of members in ch- in the uh, the Discord that have been having fun uh, talking about everything from uh, sampling to th- the best and worst fast food restaurants to video games and and film it's a great place to be if you want to uh share your opinion um and just get to know other people that also have uh you know their own fun opinions thank you for rating us videodrome videodrome rating with a party of nine shout out videodrome love this community um all right last last couple things um if you feel that if you feel so led uh and you type in exclamation point donate you can donate to the show we uh only um use donations for things like art commissions like the lovely artwork that we have behind us by lunitas and uh and any donations go right back to the show so so if you feel so led that's exclamation point donate um and uh yeah i think that's just about it um we're gonna go ahead and start the show off um and uh of course if you need uh any of us to be turned up or down please just say the word skelly's got a couple recommendations for us if mm-hmm. you don't mind, um, uh, yeah, yeah. do me a solid cool. and let's let's hear about what you've been bumping lately. Okay, first thing I'm going to recommend is this artist from the Netherlands known as Sheep, S-H-E-A-F, uh, particularly their most recent EP called Intuition. This is going to fall firmly in the midi wave spectrum of music. It has some nice glistening tones to it. You can basically feel the, uh, when you listen to it, it's like looking at that math book, you know, with the fun uh, geometry and circles, Marble Madness style covers that they have and feeling those movement of those objects moving around you and circling around and sort of kind of almost melting, but in a way that feels solid. So this, I wasn't familiar with this artist, uh, but I stumbled upon them because I was just trying to find more artists to put into that whole spectrum of the emerging uh, genre or genre of midi wave, right? You know, because nice. we love FM Skyline, we love the other artists associated with that sort of sound. But it's fun when you stumble upon other ones that are also involved in it as well. So if you're looking to expand right. 
that uh, you know your little um, you know your your playlists that include that sort of music and create more of a vibe. I'm gonna highly recommend Sheaf, the uh, uh, EP Intuition. I haven't dug through all this rec all the all this work yet, but everything's been re really good. But Intuition is a bit um, oh I don't know. I get a bit of an existential feel you. from it. I get a bit of an existential feel from it. I get a bit of a um, a curious vibe to it. Um, I feel at the same time both comforted and a little bit dis discomforted by Is, it. As you well. said intuition by Sheaf? Yes, yes. I, I just heard a truth by that. Oh, you did? My mic's shitting out. But yeah, and it was really, really, really good, right? good. I need yeah, to hear really the rest of that album. So, so definitely co sign that recommendation. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, there's definitely it's it's not just um, you know movements and sounds, but there's a lot of like I don't know some some, some kind of tension going on in the background yeah. of that EP, and uh, I dig it. I dig the I dig that tension. Great I dig, I dig recommendation, but I, I really I'm a I'm a you know I'm a I'm a person who's rather tense themselves, so I kind of really appreciate that in, in the music as well. Um, feels sort of alive to me when they have that bit of a bit of like an. Uh, background tension going on underneath right. the layers of thank you for the link and thank you for the um, donations y'all Casper Saturn sure. appreciate y'all so let's move on to a, another genre um okay so another artist I've been listening to and I think she probably people should listen to a little more often is an artist called Crylo C-H-R-Y-L-O and they had a um album that came out this year called supernova now this is a future funk album but i find that this is wait, not supernova uh what was it called uh, i can't pronounce it. it's um it's something something pilot it's got like a japanese characters and pilot so i actually nice. listened to that and i listened to their 2020 album superhero and this is really interesting so we talk about future funk a lot right and we talk about how we split it off between like the the, the funky samples right and the anime samples but there's like this other right. sort of like there's this other weird hybridized version of it, which is a little bit like crunchier and more aggressive and a little bit more electronic sounding. Like more and like a, a French of, house vibe? No, kind of a no. And yes okay. and no. No, no, no. This is very different. This is like, do you ever listen to like Rose Reduso? Yeah, I love Rose Okay, Reduso. so yeah, where it's like, yeah, I love this very, like aggra it's, it's some, some very aggressive chops in it okay, and they're very metallic yeah. chops. So God, I gotta hear like, this. It's like that or, so it's like, like put it in the vein of like Rose Reduso or maybe Tokyo Wanderer. Or um, okay. um, what's the other one that I was uh, listening to? That's sort of like that. Uh, the, the yeah. So Rose Reduso or Tokyo Wanderer or um, blah, 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 blah. what's the album that uh, Talisman Lucky Talisman did? This? Mecha Pilot. Mecha Pilot. Is oh, Mecha Pilot. I like what I've heard by Mecha Pilot thus far. So this is like a version of Future Funk that's like very like like what's the fucking robots in anime called again? Yeah, uh, like like uh, mechas. Yeah. Mechs. What's the other name for them? Or like Gundams. Thanks, you Gundam. This yeah. is like the, this is like the sort of future funk that has a lot of Gundam imagery. So that when I think of when I, when I listen to it, so like yeah, cool. there's like I'm like I'm seeing this like emerging like aesthetic slash sound in future Shout funk, out, right? Comma that for no the one's really kind of acknowledged. I've never seen anyone actually acknowledge this sort of subset of future funk. People acknowledge the '70s vibes, the, you know, with the '70s imagery uh, or or, and, or '80s imagery, '70s and '80s imagery, and people acknowledge the anime girl imagery. But I think that we need to start acknowledging this sort of like Gundam mech image. And that has yeah, a different associated with it too than either of those two, right? It's a lot more aggressive chops. And I would say, like, I, you want to, if, if you're going to compare it to French housey, I would definitely like add it to like it's more like a justicey French housey. You know okay, what I mean? Yeah. Not exactly like that at all. But in a, in regards to like the difference between like justice and like a, and like Sebastian, right? It's very okay. very. 
So the difference between like, you know, like Mecha Pilot and Lucky Talisman, who did that split together, which is one of my favorite albums, the Hopeless Romantic album. Like the difference between both of them is also very distinct as well, even though you're considering nice. a genre. Like, so yeah, like this sort of like um, Mecha, mecha, like, you know, Gundam future funk. And I, I enjoyed uh, Krylo as another addition to that sort of uh, subset. So Definitely I, think on my list. I think we should acknowledge acknowledge that uh that uh, difference in style in those in those types of artists you know acknowledged so, acknowledge right? i've never seen it i've never seen anybody acknowledge it. i think i'm the first to do that good for me um and um the next one i wanted to mention was um hold on one second here this is good let's just go back to a classic really quick or a classic artist at least really quick and that would be uh, maybe like uh, our dear friend uh, Otto, who we got on the show at some All right. point, don't we? Yeah. Otto is definitely um, on our short list. Yeah, we got to get Otto on the show. I was just like, listening to that album by him, Achi, Achi Koshi, which is like all like okay. themed after different cities, right? And uh, it's oh, yeah. fun. You ever heard that? Have you heard it yet? No. I ha- is that the Pacific Plaza one? I believe so. So it's yeah. the 2003 album. From, I, he had sent it to me a while ago, and I had not had a chance to listen to it. But I finally did. It's really fun because it's just like, I don't know, it just feels like, a, what's the Kraftwerk album about the Audubon? I think it's called Audubon. Oh, it's called Audubon? Yeah, sorry, duh. It's called Audubon. Somebody clip that. Oh, my God. Uh, dude, there's a lot of music to remember. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> um, hey, hey, you yeah, deserve it. it's called Audubon. Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> the album by Kraftwerk about the Audubon. What's it called again? Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> it's just like another like album. Like, it reminds me of like an, like Otto's version of that, but just traveling through different cities. Like, it's it's it's, it's yeah. car music, right? I love concept and albums. Each, it's, it's car it's car music. It's driving music, in my opinion. And it sounds like um, you know each each one of the little cities has a different sound to it, but it still sounds like the same theme. You know what I mean? So it's every one of the songs has a different is relating to a different um, city. And I feel like I'm driving through the city when I go when I listen to it. And it's not like the synth palette changes that much, but the way that it sounds changes a lot. The way that it's designed changes a lot. So I will recommend that album. That's the third recommend. I'll take it. All Thanks right. for the Rex Skelly. Good stuff, guys. Mm-hmm. Check him out. Guy's got great taste. He's not a DJ for no reason, right? <clears throat> um, so let's talk about tonight's hot take, right? Uh, honestly, I'm kind of all over the place with this one because at the end of the day, like, I feel like the beautiful thing about music is it evolves, right? It, uh, it, uh, it changes, it draws from what, what was done before, uh, reappropriates, recontextualizes. It's in a constant state of flux, right? Especially with the changing in technology, change in culture, change in people's attention span, whatever. Music changes. I feel like it's good to continue to innovate, right? If you're an artist and you want to like make your niche, do that. That's very good. I don't make music, but I, I support that. Especially when, when you do something that I've never heard before. I think that's just cool as fuck, right? But there's a there's a little bit of like a like a like a bitch in your ear that's going, oh, that's been done before. I've heard that before. I don't need to hear any more of that. Somebody's already done that. And like to me, I say I say to that person, like, okay, <clears throat> just because somebody has made a particular type of music before doesn't mean that nobody is allowed to perfect it or remix it or put their own spin on it like history's not over right at this point everything's there's probably nothing new under the sun right but like 
I'm just so tired of hearing people bitching about like, oh, I don't need to hear this new up-and-coming artist that's just cutting their teeth. Uh, this other like classic artist already did that. I don't need any more of that. But like, I don't get that. Because if it's good, why don't we get some more of it, right? I don't know. It, yeah. Maybe that's more of a rant than anything, but that's my hot take. If somebody's good, let them keep... Or if something's been done and someone's having fun with it, let them keep doing their thing. Don't shit on their parade. You know what I mean? Especially if it's good, I want to hear more of it. What yeah. are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I hear sound... One of my biggest problems sometimes is that I don't hear... I, I wish there were artists that sounded more like certain types of artists that I, I like a lot. Um, Thank you. Because, man, I swear to God, some people will just be so booty hurt when when somebody does something that's been done before. And like, my gosh, maybe it was good and we want to hear some some iterations of it. Some little, you know, some variations on that little light motif. Do you know what I mean? Usually my favorite artists, I can't find other artists that sound like them. And I get frustrated over it. Thank you. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard another artist yeah. sound like Tobacco. I would love to hear someone else try and tobacco sound like Tobacco. Tobacco is extremely... Oh, y'all banned Geolol. Come on now. <laughs> they, banned they banned Geolol by accident in the chat. Um, oh, no. I have been trying to find a, uh, a artist that sounds like Sewer Slut that doesn't have all the accusations and all the problematic. And it's just so hard, like, to find stuff like that. So if you want to make some Sewer Slut type music and not be super problematic, please get in my DMs. I realize that's kind of a broad statement, but that gives me a great segue into introducing you guys to our special guest tonight, who's been very patient with us, Whitewoods, who is a beloved member of the OG Chill and Chill Wave and Vaporwave scene, has, has agreed to come rap with us tonight. Um, we got a lot of new viewers here from Whitewoods Discord, so we want to extend a welcome specifically, not just to Whitewoods, but to you guys as well for being here. And with that being said, go ahead and unmute yourself, buddy, and let's get this uh, screensaver removed from the screen. Welcome to the test, show. Test. Hello, everybody. What's Hello. up? Hello. That is a What's really up, cool. That's a really it's an old style toy called a pinwheel. You guys remember these? <laughs> oh, oh my yeah. god! I saw that look good. Yeah, it looks pretty good, man. He's got yeah. shades on I'm, that are the same color as the green screen, that are the same color of his shirt. That is too yeah. cool. What have you got running back there? Can we ask? Sure. You got uh, the Wizard Rescored running back there, which is... Oh, the yeah. New, the new album. Yeah, Very it's a cool. video experience on VHS and cassette that reimagines and condenses the 1989 blockbuster film the wizard oh yeah or the power new audience. it's so bad oh so it's you condensed the whole thing i because i've actually i've already listened to the album which is phenomenal i love what you do with it i didn't realize that you actually had a whole audio visual component you reduced it all to the the main points how fun that yeah because there's a oh, lot that's of fat rad. to be trimmed from the wizard if you watch it there's you know there's beautiful moments just spoiled by very dull and long moments as well and i try to get rid of all the superfluous stuff that i never really liked yeah. in the first place i appreciate it i appreciate right it. what i, I think is i like when it came I out it. Exactly. are you serious what i saw it in theaters yeah unreal <laughs> so yep. like well they're premiering mario 3 that, that is a true. big deal that's let's let's be honest, it was really Mario just 3. a Mar Super Mario Brothers 3 ad, right? 
He's a bit, oh, it was a yeah. so all of Nintendo. The power. The power did you realize? Awesome. I didn't realize until Lux told me that that little girl was Jenny Lewis. Yes, I didn't know that. I, mm -hmm. I had no fucking idea. I mean, I grew up under a rock, Whitewoods, so like, there's a lot of <laughs> pop culture zeitgeist shit that I don't know, and I was just like, no way. Well, <laughs> that that's what I wanted to preserve with the Wizard Rescored is that it is a time capsule of a moment that. If you were alive back then and you went to the theater and saw it, just like me and just that Skelly over here, right? That was an event. An event. You could only see the Power Glove in a movie theater. You could only see Super Mario right. Bros. Three, which had been out in Japan for a long time, but in America, you know, it was Mario Two. Oh, shout out! And uh, yeah, it was a big deal. Lux to just dropped a link to the to Wizard Rescored in chat. Thank you, Lux. And that was another thing. Uh, because it uses a lot of footage from the wizard, it's not allowed on YouTube. I tried all oh. I could. Oh, this is There's what you version. were talking about. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I had to post it onto Odyssey and Rumble, all these other places that allow videos for now. Nice. So that people can see it uh, from the beginning to the end. Basically, YouTube said you can put it up as long as you cut out the middle 45 minutes of the film. You can have the beginning and the end and everything else had to be removed so i was like eh, i just posted somewhere else and i was just fiddling with it for a, about a year or so with nice. um this tachyon plus dream machine in fact i can pull it out over here yeah please do i've got please you in like do. a square window capture so yeah okay I'll, anything I'll wow right let's we love Let hardware on hot takes oh yeah absolutely oh yeah wow. this is um how fun! Oh. Explain this to to all of us. Yeah, I'm please not... tell everybody what's going on. Tell, He's tell holding what's going it. On. Yeah, I'm trying to get it in. If anybody can see it, it's well, basically it's a... a circuit bent video effects device. Oh my god, that's so cool. Generally, you just use these in TV studios for adjusting color, uh, little things like that. But what this guy does is he goes into the guts of it and he connects parts inside on the circuit board so that you can get all these glitching effects like you see behind, which is, I think, a pretty um, yeah. recognizable aesthetic to people that enjoy this type of thing that we do. Um, Thanks for the link, Lux. Will. Um, but yeah, that's that's the story behind that. The guy still, you can order stuff from him. I think he's out of, out of Florida, but he's a guy that does it all. He's probably if got... Uh, a if you happen to have, actually, Lux found a link to the the tachyonsplus.com site and put it in chat. But if you happen yeah. to know any more, that would be something that would be awesome to drop in chat. Excuse yeah. me, I'm so sorry. Big um, love to him. He he got me one of those about a year ago, and I, that's that's what sent me down the road. I just felt like glitching. Yeah, something. Pacific Plaza, a good friend of the show, he does a lot of that stuff, and uh, so does Uglado out in San Diego, the guy that runs Sweat.biz. He takes these old, like, 2000s digital cameras, and he'll just, like, tear them apart, circuit bend them, and then he sometimes has, like, these exposed patch bays where you can, like, put these, like, wires in to make your own effects. Right. He sells them, and it's really cool. Lux just got one in the, in the mail today, actually. Oh, wow. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's probably something you'd really yeah. like. Oh, I love that stuff. It's just big yeah. kid toys. That's what I think of it think, as. Great big dude, man. So what do you think about what uh, what I had to say about um, people that get super like you know they get their their undies in a bunch about people that are that are making their music just having a grand old time 
making their music and then someone wants to come go i've heard this before like has this ever happened to you i uh, i don't know if it's happened to me but i'm sure people have thought of that and i i, I did have a, a take on your take um, when i was thinking yeah, about it. it that everybody has something to contribute if you play music and you want to share whatever you make with other people it's a contribution and i always applaud anybody mm -hmm. who does anything but if you are concerned, maybe you oh have some insecurity about you sounding like something else or what have you. First of all, don't I don't care about it. But the right. easiest way to add something that cannot be reproduced with anything you can buy in a store is to use your voice in your music in Good some point. way. I'm not saying you have to sing a song with the computers today you can use the thing that only you have to put it into the music that you create so that'd be my only bit of advice for people who might have that uh bit of concern is you know i i like vocals i like listening to music with vocals and every time i hear somebody's music and they have vocals in it i feel more connected like there's a uh, mm. there's a human connection there that one-on-one -on -one can only be experienced with the voice that uh, is a really good music. point uh, that's one thing that i feel like you know aside from a whole host of things one thing that kind of separates like the old guard of like chill wave and you know like the music of the early 2010s and the the crazy stuff we have going on with vaporwave now is a lot of people don't really sing which there's nothing wrong with that i mean I don't know oh, if you were ever a fan of like post rock or you know some of the ambient stuff. That... Oh, I love that stuff too. There's a time yeah. and a place for singing, and it's time and a place for no singing. It's all yeah. it's all good, but it, for that particular uh, concern, you know, you are the only you, and Ooh. that right there is uh, yeah. is something unique. It's like a fingerprint, a vocal fingerprint. Right. It really is. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's a really really. Uh, phenomenal way of putting it i love the I love the way you put that man that's great yeah wise words from the white woods yeah, i mean even so like ariel pink, from the white woods. even ariel pink like did like his own apparently all the drum beats in his early work was his <laughs> mouth like he was just yeah he, he was, was like, just, like, like the whole album yeah <clears throat> yeah he can do it all can he yeah apparently <laughs> well, i Skelly, also had a i also yeah. had a hot take on skelly's thing too i oh, want to get in let's hear that going because he was talking about uh, Gundam future funk music, how it was very much uh, a good road music. Is that what? Is that right? Did, did oh, auto, right? autos, autos album. Autobahn. You were talking about Autobahn. And I was I talking thought, about the Autobahn album, yeah. Okay, maybe I was confusing about the Autobahn, but I was. I'm interested about to hear what you have to say. <laughs> yeah, let's hear. Well, it. it's just it's, it's just my right. little version of uh, of Skelly, a great road song. I just got this CD maybe a few weeks ago is you guys know about wise blood okay yeah yeah she's blood? kind of blown up yeah 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 she's, she's huge um but she's got a song in here called grapevine and i'm telling you okay. put that song on grapevine? riding in your car it. at night and we you will feel right the grapevine but uh, this is no, she's amazing she's incredible I mean, shout out yeah. cd wise, wise fans by the way yeah. wise wise blood right Wise Blood, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm she worked with right. Ariel Pink. She did an album with yeah, Ariel Pink. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I actually don't know. Lux said right that now. 
Their sister is Raw Thrills. Another like oh shit, early Raw Thrills. Yeah, also from uh, yeah. also released mm. on airlines tapes. Yeah, back in the day. Um, you you guys both kind of came up during that era, and I I don't make music, but like I was around. Like I remember that really cool early 2010s era when it was just. It was what you made of it, you know. I was the most fun era ever. <laughs> Chris Dayone was <laughs> collaborating with Grimes. I think there was like yeah. yeah shout out of uh, shout out CDs, by the way. I feel like there's no love yeah. for CDs anymore. Meanwhile, I feel like they're the most punk rock um, form of media. I have an embarrassing huge collection. Yeah, me too. I love CDs. That's that's I still buy them. I still like to buy CDs Good man. more than any other. I still buy records if I if I really want to get the packaging, but yeah. there's something about CDs that I'll always cherish. So let's just get to a question. When did you how did you get into making music? Oh wow. Well, how far do you want to go back? That's I want to go back to when you first picked up an instrument. We're like, I like doing this. Wow, okay. Well you're talking about probably in the early 90s when I was realizing that there was music outside of Q94 pop radio. What made you discover that? Probably because there was um, CDs. You can kind of take it back to CDs. There was tapes and singles, and that was generally how I got music at the mall. You'd hear Bobby Brown's new song off of Ghostbusters or something like that. But then yeah. you saw a lot of uh, bands on MTV like Weezer and Green Day and course, Soundgarden yeah. and all I, that I stuff. That. I, I remember that era too, absolutely. Uh, so that started to be like, oh wow, there's other things besides that. And at the same time, I found my dad's record collection from Ooh. the 60s and 70s. Oh, so okay. What did you, all what'd you, those... connect, what'd you connect with there in his record collection? What really connected with you? Yeah, there's so much, but to go Which back to picking up an instrument. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. That Actually, stop. Be... No, no, no. Stop for a second. I want to know first for which which uh, which artist did you connect with before you even picked up the instrument? Which was the artist that you connected with? That one once that felt like yours. That's like this is this is interesting. Was there? Yeah, I'd like to know this too. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I got. I mean, it's easy. It, there was a oh. VHS tape of a movie by oh, Warner shit. Brothers. What movie? Uh, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, okay. He when he burned his guitar at the Monterey Pop Festival. Interesting. I couldn't believe what I was witnessing, and I just wanted to play the guitar after I saw him play the guitar, which is just what everybody who picks up a guitar has that same story. It's such a common thing to say, like, "Wow, Jimi Hendrix made you want to play guitar." But I saw him play a guitar, and I. W- immediately started thinking about getting one. So that's where it started. I got an acoustic guitar and uh, learned cage chords and you know started to strum in my bedroom and I'm still strumming to this day. It's what I I still think the guitar is probably the thing I have the most fun playing. Really? Sick. Definitely, definitely. But the um, when music really got into me was probably fast forward 15 years. I was working at a at an office job, nine to five, you know, the normal thing. I was playing Guitar Hero on the weekends, you know, we play a little thing. I'm kind of enjoying it, but my guitar that I used to play that was real guitar had been replaced with a video game controller. Ooh. And I remember just, uh, you know, like I felt like I got away from something that I used to 
enjoy more than anything. And I didn't have to do, uh, I didn't have to be with anybody else. I could just be in my room alone and strumming a guitar or humming a tune was always just something I loved to do. It was kind of like my private hobby. Um, so I, that's when I really, really took a big leap and went into this music thing for about 10 years hard. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't have a clue what I was going to do, but I left my job and I was like, you know what, let's just see what happens when I stay at home and do this thing that I don't care about money making. I just want to do something that feels true to me. Yeah. And it was an experiment that, you know, took me in places that I could never have predicted. And uh, it was done at a time when the technology you had, uh, social media was blowing up. You had bands like you mentioned Ariel Pink, and not, you can name others like John Mouse and the Washed Out Neon Indian. These guys, yeah. they were making things in their bedroom. The kings of the early were, 2010s. Yeah, and they were playing the Tonight and Shows, cool. that kind of stuff. And it was uh, it was an amazing magic trick that I was seeing these other guys do and I thought you know I wasn't very good at uh, anything but just playing and singing I, I just like to do that stuff <laughs> well uh, goodbye but, Skelly but uh, keep it rolling bud I'll keep it going but then um, you know so I was like I'm going to start learning this thing called Ableton Live and I got together with a friend and White Woods was born so we'll, we'll pause it talking about. pick it up but that was back in like 2010 was a long time. Ableton, yeah, everyone picking up Ableton, that was like a revolution, honestly. You know, just being able to finally be able to play with things like in that way. You know, I've used other music production software in the past, but I don't know, something about Ableton, particularly around that time period, it, uh, it just clicked with a lot of people. It felt like so much more control, too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And hard. Absolutely. Was there an artist? I'm sorry, I missed, obviously, I lost my internet for a second, but like, so was there an artist you were listening to around that era that was a little bit more low fidelity that made you think, oh, you know what? It, things sound better when it's not perfect. It has more character to it. Oh, that's yeah. a great question. John Mouse, John Mouse and, yeah. and uh, Arrow Pink, those two guys yeah, mixed with, um, you know, the, what they call chill wave. And, For sure. And it, was, uh, it was exciting to hear. I, I, I got to admit that, yeah, it was those early guys that, really turned it into something that I had to try on my own. And then you found all these uh, samples on YouTube that I never heard before. They seemed like they were, you know, these these uh, museum pieces that had been forgotten about. Oh my about. God, uh, totally. What right? was my favorite thing on YouTube was so exciting. The, the transfers of old VHS recordings of things. And not just like the old footage of like some artists from the 70s doing something, but it being like under the uh, the awe, the gauze of the of the damaged tape being uploaded onto yep. the internet, you know, just being like further decayed damaged. magnetism, decayed magnetism from the VHS, but then decayed decayed by the digital transfer as well onto yeah. the internet, and that just seemed like a very interesting thing, almost philosophically speaking, right? The idea of like we are damaged because it's already put on a dead medium, right? And then we are uploading it into the internet where it's also being compressed even further. And that just says something to me about memory. You know what I mean? That says something to me about interpretation of uh, ideas in life, right? And just the compression of it. And it's like permanently stored up there. And it just sounds so, there's like a, you know, there's like a, a, a recorded TV performance of like a Robert Gibbs song and Another Lonely Night in New York. 
that was like you know recorded on VHS and then uploaded to the internet, and it's just like so warped that it becomes like the song is already a pretty cool haunting song to begin with. Man, it's it's so much cooler. That version of it is so much cooler. And I remember that was like a big deal for me hearing that. And I was like, I want to make music and I want it to sound like that because that. A wiser person than myself once said that the the like weakness of each form of media is what becomes its like like trademark and what people tend to find yeah, nostalgic. That's, like person I remember that, that, like bringing a girl over and watching a VHS tape and be yeah, like, oh, yeah. damn, it's messed up. I'm sorry. It's all fucked up in this part. Now it's like. Ooh, I sure hope it has the scan lines. <laughs> like, don't hit that yeah. tracking button. Yeah. You know, you know who the person you're talking about is. Cause who does that quote, right? You know no, because I'm quote, stupid. Right? Who is it? Fucking Brian Eno, bro. Okay, good. Like, that's the quote from Brian Eno. He talks about the the limitations of each genre will be the Autobot. thing that like makes it special later. Yeah, that's a Brian. You can look up. I don't. I, you're. I can't. I, you know, that's, that's paraphrase. He has. A, that's a. That's a quote. That's a famous quote by him. Definitely, you guys should look up. Who's Brian the, Eno? Uh, it, the unparaphrased quote that, uh, that Isaac is talking about—that was—that's a Brian Eno quote you're, you're referring to. He it's amazing quote. Too. Brian Eno, uh, did he didn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> yeah, that can uh, kind of bring it back into the wizard thing behind me. Uh, yes, the music back to the wizard. To that was um, I was I usually used Ableton Live, but I, I didn't feel like using anything that could make something sound perfect. Uh, yeah. Anymore. So I whipped out my old Tascam. I got it right here because I wanted to. Did you record off. through the Tascam onto Ableton to do some of your stuff? Yeah, the whole I album was do... recorded on. Uh, nice. Thing. I would do that sort That's of shit clean. too. You, you know who goes yeah. crazy? And you know who goes crazy with that sort of technique? This fucking eighteen carat affair is Dennis. Dennis like collects. Remember we're talking to him? He's like he collects. Dennis on the show. Oh, that's that's beautiful. I love that. Have we seen it again? Is that the one? I have that one too. I think Hotel yeah. Pools yeah. does Everybody that Everybody seemed to have this one. I have right that one here. too. I ordered it off. I literally went on yeah. eBay, ordered it off because like I had heard that tobacco did a lot of stuff like by recording through that sort of thing and like bending things. So when I would do like songs like Disappointment, like I would record them through that and mix them with samples and like, like fuck with the tape before bringing it on to Ableton. You know, if there's one thing I was sick of by the time 2010 came around was like clean production. I was so sick of that shit. Like it was so like I don't know. There was like too many like indie electronic bands doing that sort of shit. The Blockhouse got old. I get it. Well, the Blockhouse is kind of interesting because it was people who don't really know how to make dance music trying to make dance music, which was kind of fun in its own way. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, the yeah, you know, like Dennis from Eighteen Carat Affair, he like has so many. He says he's he's got to start scaling down. He like buys so many different like four track recorders to record his music through that because he does and he likes to get yeah. them because he thinks each one has a different sound and a different like you know timber to it so he like gets obsessed with like exploring one and then exploring another and then exploring another but uh yeah so i love that technique is all i'm saying i think that's such a fun way to do it and it's such a fun way to like you know temper down the idea of, of it being digital you know what i mean absolutely and it's and you're Creates doing it just for the fun it. of yeah. it or the just the there's no um the outcome is not as important as the process. Yeah. The process of making something on a piece of tape is the reward. And mm -hmm. it's not having this pristine artifact perfectly sculpted and manicured for the masses. It's just there because it can be. And, and you want to do it and just do it. But And you got that little tape speed knob. That's what you got to get. Just like take the tape speed and warble it all up while you're playing it and you can't get that effect any other way really you, get it any other you can way. simulate it but it's when you're doing with the real thing you, you really can't 
replicated any other way. Yeah. I like the I like the I like the way you speak, sir. We've got a great question oh, in chat. Sorry <laughs> to interrupt. Comma Trajay, question for Whitewoods. Most oh, yeah. underrated production technique in your opinion. Most underrated production oh. technique. I know him. He I've got to meet him in uh, at Electronicon. He's a real nice guy. We got to talk a little bit. Underrated production technique. I mean, I could just say what I just said. The, the four track Porta Studios yeah, 242. They they did specify way. other than what we've been talking about. I just left that out. Okay. My bad. Well, maybe like a a Dale Cooper little Porta tape thing. You can just record your you know everything live in the middle of the room. You can put one of those Dale Cooper personal memo yeah. recording Diane, those little micro tapes see skelly yeah, hasn't Diane. seen twin peaks so he doesn't know who dale cooper is but oh, okay I know who dale cooper is i'm familiar <laughs> with the with dale cooper. so what you're saying is imperfections become just like the hallmark of your work or if, well yeah it can be it well, can let me not be. put it's words just... in your mouth but you know yeah i i don't know um i don't really think of it too uh too critically or deeply like that uh it's mostly just what seems to excite me right now or this was what i was doing a couple years ago but the um yeah imperfections i I always appreciate the imperfections it's uh it kind of goes back to that voice thing um it's something that is unique to the moment when you're recording and there's a time and a place to cut and paste and edit everything out to make it sound prim and proper but i appreciate roughness i appreciate uh stuff that sounds like it's handmade you know when you go to a craft fair or something like that it's got the imperfections in the glass bowls or something like that it's personal earthy quality to it yeah and you could use a little bit of that on this thing that we're always doing all the time with the screens and the networks and the internets and things uh it's good to have that too because everything looks so good now. You can get a really high quality picture, you can get a really high quality sound with just the stuff you get off of an iPhone. Mm-hmm. And uh, so let's just grime it up a little bit and dirty it up some. It's know, it's if you kind feel of, like it. It's kind of fitting that you mention that because in the the pre-roll we were talking about our shared love of uh, like vintage Nintendo video games. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. wild how Many people, I guess, like our age or even younger, are are like okay with foregoing good graphics in favor of like a, a good game. Some people even prefer like older or like like DIY looking graphics, like Undertale, right? Or just like mm-hmm. you know any, Celeste. any yeah. It's maybe I don't know if it's yeah. a nostalgia thing or or if it's just that's what really matters to people. It might be that, or it might be just good games transcend any kind of sheen you could attach to. I like to and think it's that. Yeah, it's... Uh, and I think we're also... Growing up when I grew up, you never really heard that stuff. You heard things that were done perfectly. You know, Dark Side yeah. of the Moon sounded like Dark Side of the Moon. And like, how could anybody make that on their own? But now with... I imagine if I was in, you know, 15, 16, 17-year-old listening to music that I'm predominantly encountering on the internet, I'm being exposed to a wide spectrum of what we would call recording quality, visual quality. And it just becomes another flavor. 
of uh, of sound and light. And so I, they're more open to it, I assume. I don't know many 17-year-olds in real life. Yeah, I same. I imagine that's what I would be like if I was 17 and browsing the web for things. And bringing, um, you know, bringing the past, which is gone into the present and, you know, kids grow up and they don't have that world around them, but they certainly can't live in a world that uh, was, you know, born from that past, mm-hmm. like the 80s and 90s, which, you know, it, it definitely permeates all the things that White Woods has done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just it gives them that kind of um, experience, uh, you know, a, a, a transfer of at least a, a whiff of what it was like back then to mm-hmm. the present. Before, you know, it'll be washed away eventually, just mm-hmm. like the present now will be washed away to the future. But at least there's an artifact that uh, anybody can come across. And when it comes to samples and finding old stuff in in the early 2010s, I mostly thought like I was looking around and it was just, I was resurrecting the dead. There was just a graveyard. Right? Do you understand that's literally one of the reasons why I like called my, my project Skeleton Lipstick. It's like putting on, uh, like dressing up dead things to for new, for new ideas. I, I get it. Yeah, no, I get it now. <laughs> no, it's totally that. It's like um, yeah. Dr. Frank. Sure a Blood Brothers song about that. Whoa. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's that's funny that you met. It's funny I, that, but that makes sense because you're from the same era as me, and like that was sort of a, like an approach a lot of people were thinking about at that time. That feels like a that yeah. feels like a uh, yeah like a, a a theme that was going on in the early 2010s in general. You know, I, I think a lot that people that people who were very similar minded about art plugged into. You know what I mean? And that's how they got mm-hmm. associated with each other. Interesting. And it was, really? it was also, I think, a collective memory that we were all experiencing at the same time. We remember like zeitgeist. That, and it was no longer around us anymore, but it was in the form of Tumblr gifts and yeah, uh, man, and I spent so much time on like, Tumblr. Yeah, yeah, and well, that, you was, know, um, that was a big deal. People around people around our age bracket, like you and our age bracket, are are very interesting position positioned to very interesting. You know what I mean? Interestingly, to be like somewhere between like you know. You know, to have a very good grasp of the Gen X and the millennial stuff, and like to just be, you know, able to sort of have this knowledge of the past that's greater than, you know, the younger millennials and the ones that don't have the cusp of Gen X the way that we do, and then also yeah. to be able to sort of like carry that forward. And it's, it's a very interesting vantage point. You know what I mean? The very interesting way of like knowing what knowing before technology and then after technology. Yeah, it's like one foot in the analog and one foot in the digital. Mm-hmm. world true and that was uh it was analog up until y2k and then it started to go digital 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 and mm-hmm. I, I mean it was a it, it was a strange transition I, I definitely think of people that were born in the 80s and even the 90s uh you know they were just right there at the beginning the first kids with personal computers and ipods and things like that it was changing everything mm-hmm. you know yeah well, I think that this current, I think that the current like, generation, the, the the younger ones in this current generation, the younger Gen Z kids are getting like, going to experience something very similar to having one foot in one way of life and one foot in a yeah. whole other kind of way of life. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's going to be interesting. They, they might experience that sort of thing too. They're the future. I'm well, definitely you know, the past. I I I, I feel very much in the past. Yeah, I I can think of it, but I I don't know. I I feel like. You know, I'm comfortable 
yeah. where it's where I'm sitting. It's not. Uh, I, I keep up, but at the same time, I I consciously just remind myself, you know. You don't got to do everything that no, not else everything. Is doing. That's the nice thing about keeping up is in is is it understanding what's happening right now, and it gives you more of a security of what your identity is as an artist. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm not that, and that actually makes me right. more secure of what I'm doing. It's a good perspective. I agree as well. Yeah. We've got a great question in the chat from Geometric Lullaby. They would like to know yeah. where you are from, White Woods, Richmond, Virginia, capital city capital of peanuts and tobacco farms uh it's uh it's right uh 90 minutes south of dc like uh, actual peanuts or peanuts the comic oh actual peanuts. actual peanuts, actual peanuts. gotcha peanuts. but a funny uh factoid about richmond does anybody remember nickelodeon cartoon doug yes I remember doug well the guy who wrote doug based his little Jim Jenkins, World. Jim Jenkins, I think, yeah. I, you might know. I don't know his name, but I know that he was from here, and it's kind of based on Richmond, Virginia, or at least the suburbs around Richmond, so, Virginia. So everybody in Virginia, okay. Richmond, Virginia has like, different colored skin everywhere. Huh? Exactly. That's blue people, That's right. Orange, blue, blue people, people, green people, orange <laughs> hairs. Yeah, wow. Amazing. Yeah. And that, Last thing, uh, yeah, it's good. We got, what is it? Uh, what's that band in that show? What is it? Like The, the Beats? Not the, be- the, the Beats. The Beats, yeah. Uh, yeah, you right. killer tofu, killer tofu, right? But yeah, Richmond, Virginia. I need more allowance. That's where <laughs> we'd mentioned earlier. That's where FM Skyline <laughs> is. Seems like it's oh, popping right. out there. Little, little it's bit of a hop, skip, place. and a jump from where I am. FM Skyline, friend, friend of the show. Never cool, been yeah. to Virginia. Guess I got to check it Never out at some Virginia. point. I, I used to. Oh, I was man. telling Wayways like I used to drive down to Virginia to see like Scram's acts play. Scram's mm. acts play back in the day, like uh, Page Ninety Nine and City yeah. Caterpillar, Majority Rule, and then uh, yeah. Uh, so I was and I, was, and I, really I mentioned it earlier, but like I had no idea that hardcore and Scram's and you said Guar was from Richmond. Guar is like, from I, Virginia. I had no yeah. idea. That's fucking cool. Lamb of God, mm-hmm. you mentioned as well. I was from Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I was trying to set up screen caps. And you guys were naming off all these like... Oh, Strip Sounds. You knew Transistor Transistor? Oh, I was wow. a big fan of them. I'm familiar with Transistor Transistor. I've got some albums from there. I've got that page 99 split with, I think it was Satia, if that's how you pronounce it. Satia. I don't did think they, they Did they do a split or was it the Locust or somebody? Uh, Seisha did a split with Page 99? Uh, it might have been the was Locust or somebody else. I don't know. I don't know think maybe. the Locust ever did a split with, with Seisha. Um, let me go on. split. I'll but find it, it eventually. Seisha, right? You said it was definitely... Could have been Thursday, Envy. I don't know. Envy? My, uh, my days in Scrams and Screamo and the White Belt stuff have, you know, come and gone. I don't remember Seisha doing a split with anybody, though. You know how reliable my memory is. I'm doing a split with anybody. Do Goop, um, does Whitewoods have a favorite video game? Metroid is probably my favorite style Sick. of game. I'm playing the new one remastered right now and uh I'm just the Nintendo stuff. I don't really have a lot of time to play games, but when I do I just stick to what I've been playing since I was a kid, which is mostly nice. Nintendo and Sega and that kind of stuff. I was much more into games uh, 15, 20 years ago. I was right. pretty into them. 
Uh, yeah, I, I love games. It's, they're so much fun. Are you a Castlevania fan, sir? Sure, sure. I, I'm i more of a Metroid, though. I mean, I know gotcha. there's similar games. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm into all those old games. Um, I feel like I'm one of those AVGN type of persons. You know, the nerd, the angry video game nerd. <laughs> nice. Yeah, um, I was like, all AVGN. These... Okay. Thank you. AVGN? Yeah, okay. James Rolfe. I'm with you now. Yeah, he's... Um, I mean, just people like that. I know so many. I knew so many people like that uh, growing up. That uh, we all love to play those games and right. got to see the evolution of it all. You know, it's crazy what it's like now. True, but that's thank about it, God. Man. There's a lot of remasters and remakes and ports and stuff that are still coming out, or yeah. just callbacks. No. You know what I mean? Like, well, and then this Breath of the Wild Two is probably right. What I'm gonna spend the rest of the year messing with but yeah i can only do one or two uh games if i ever can right you guys Agreed. i know you play nintendo what about you skelly do you i don't play, play any video, video games, games. No. but you have you have played I have, a video I grew, game I play, yeah, I played growing up yeah, yeah i played video games um it's not, not i i like to watch people play video games i enjoy that oh yeah and i don't watch run throughs and, and i like watching people enjoy them and I, I like i enjoy them doing the work for me i don't really want to do the work though I don't want. I, I, know, I, I don't. You. I don't enjoy like having to solve puzzles and and, and accomplish tasks in video games. I would rather watch someone who's good at it do it, and I can cheer them on. And it's fun for me to do that. I don't want to play them. Gotcha. We have had an explosion <laughs> of questions in chat, guys. I'm so sorry. Like we got like five questions. Um, Fire away. Lane believes. Does White Woods plan on ever doing anything live, performance slash concert, etc. Maybe. Uh, I don't have any direct plans on doing anything like that. We we have one show, me and Scott, back when we started the band, if you want to call it a band. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was about to say, I, there's a duo. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a duo. Is it still uh, a duo? It'll always, it'll always be a duo. It'll always be a duo. I love that. I was, that always, I was mostly only familiar with I didn't know that there was another member, really. Oh, yeah. No, Scott, we were uh, friends in high school. We played in bands, you know, oh. growing up. And, uh, you know, he was the guy that gave me a copy of Ableton Live to say, like, oh. check this stuff out. Okay. Yeah, he, he doesn't really play too much anymore. Yeah. But, uh, no, he was um, right there from the beginning Ooh. doing stuff. Uh, I forgot the question. What were you asking? Oh, a live show. We played a yeah. live show together uh, at a heavy metal birthday party in Gloucester, oh, Virginia. I love it. And we had the whole setup too. We had you know vis- video projections behind us, and we were basically playing guitar and singing songs over top of a DVD that we recorded as like a playback because we couldn't do it any other way. And uh, you know it was fun at the time, but. It, after the show, we both knew that like we should just focus on recording in a studio and treating the internet as a one big stage where you can mm. upload Tumblr and SoundCloud. And we weren't really trying to get after that. But maybe someday, you never know. I'm pretty busy now with um, with my daughter and my family. But you have a daughter? I, yeah, two years old. Two years old. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. Adorable. She's amazing. 
you know, so that's kind of changed everything uh, in my world for the better. Uh, but there, there definitely is a before children and after children moment that happens where you start to say like, all right, my life is completely different for the rest of time. And everything that happened before that moment just seems like another person. It doesn't, it, it's you, but it's no, that, that one will never come back. And it's, it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's just, that's nature and it's, yeah. it's the way it is. But, uh, no, so, I mean, I, I think about this stuff sometimes, but I mostly think about, uh, the, like most of the White Woods things that ever was done was done then. And it very much feels like I look back on it now, as opposed to being in the thick of it now, because now my life is, you know, more focused on family and uh, those types of events and playing music with her. She loves playing the drums. I've got this rolling uh, electronic drum set in the other room we, every day after her nap. We'll go in there and oh, play that's some too drums cool. together. It's so fun. It's I can't wait to, to keep it going. And uh, but yeah, that's. You never know. Maybe maybe something happened with the live thing, uh, right? But this to me is almost like a live thing. You know, I know. This is, hell not, yeah, we're not playing we music. are live right now, but we're communicating. Yeah, yeah. Music, yeah. And boy, is the chat blowing it up with questions. If you don't like, mind, that's my favorite thing about yeah. the show too. Is that it is done live. You know what I mean? That we do this live. People interact with us. These questions are off the cuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. We listen to it later, but like I would. That's that's the toughest thing about wanting to get the international guests on. Is like I don't want to not do it live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we're gonna out. have we're to figure, figure something out. out. I I think a couple of people said they'd stay up late, but we're gonna have to figure something out. Um. Short stuff, 888, hot takes vapor. Um, well, this is to you, not us. What inspired you to make Beach Walk? Yeah, that Beach Walk. What a huge hit. Wow. Huge. Yeah. Did you see that That's one coming? Stupid huge. Stupid no. huge. Did you see that coming? No, absolutely not. Uh, like, this is like before TikTok or anything like that, where things could get really big virally. This is just like, this is an early, this is when YouTube is just kind of starting to get prominent. Yeah, I mean that song was done five years before it got discovered by oh, Pyrocynical. Wow, um, the YouTuber. He just happened to come across the YouTube video on uh, YouTube, obviously, and he left one of the earliest comments, uh, calling it beautiful. You know, when everybody used to, you know, capital B space, capital yeah. E space. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And after that happened, I followed him, and he started using the song and his shows and that's how it started but when that song came out scott sent me the song he sent me a demo of it it sounded like what we were doing with uh, another one be home free was was another song that we were doing at the time and it, it was just this thing that we were both kind of excited to participate in it was something we'd never been able to uh produce because we would just play you know garage rock you know the program garage band that's what we yeah. were doing all that time but then when we started doing stuff on laptops it was more of a studio style and i think he got the song done sometime in the summer and i put together a collage video of all of these snippets that i had found on youtube and tumblers and places and uh that was the one that just started it all um it was the combination of the song and the visuals that is probably why it gets lumped in with the vaporwave title. Um, yeah. 
no, 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 you can't. It was luck. It was just luck. Uh, the algorithm somehow got the song to the right guy, and uh, then fate took over from there. No one knows when that stuff's going to happen. It but, was the Wild know. West back then, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There was, was no Spotify. There were no algorithms. Maybe there were, but it yeah. was all tiny well, mixtapes and I miss all the blocks. Tumblr. Yeah. It was nice. I, I got, well, that was... That was our goal in those early days. We wanted yeah, to get on Gorilla versus Bear or something. Yeah, like I, I was literally thinking Gorilla versus Bear, but Brooklyn yeah. Vegan, <laughs> Brooklyn, yeah, yeah. Those guys. Yeah. But like that was how it happened. But, but there were all kinds of little blogs too. Like it was amazing that like I still have them all. All the links for them saved. I remember I saved anytime someone wrote nice press nice. about me. I copied it, saved it into my notepad. I had this like Sonic Bids like uh, account where I just saved all my press and like I could get so much press back then. I have like, like, like you know, like mm-hmm. several people taking the time to write nice things about you and to discuss your music and to post it on the internet. You know, like that was a what a fun time. That doesn't that's not now it's just Spotify playlists. Yeah, <laughs> now that's it's just Spotify, it, official spot. Now everyone's just like gotta get gotta get on the yeah. two official Spotify playlists that we might qualify for. Yeah, times change. Sucks, we got it was nice. That people would talk about you. That was so such a beautiful thing. That was my big goal when I first started Skeleton Lipstick. Was like I wanted to have one person write about me, and then anything else that happened to me after that, I was going to consider extra. You know what I mean? And I got like one, one like blog, first blog that like wrote an uh, entry about like my first EP that came out, and I was like, ah, everything else is all, is cool. Now. That was that. me. It was not. Well, you. I wasn't was the first. The, blog, you were one. Of the I first was the guy one. that wrote it about. Was, um, I was a blogger back in the day. White. It was a. It was a. It was a. It was, a, it was like a. Blog, blog called Secret Girls, and they like wrote like a little nice thing about one of my songs or something. It was pretty fun. We got and a great question that. in chat from Strip Silence. It's a it's a favorite that we have begun to ask every guest. If you had to pick the order of importance, if you could rank them in order, track names, album art, music, what would your ranking be? Well, I think I'd go with uh, probably music then album art, then track names. But yeah, I, figured you know, be, I figured you'd be a music I could change my mind tomorrow. It's, it's, you it's, could. Uh, I'm going to grab another drink. I'll be right back, fellas. Oh, okay. Yeah, what? the um, the album art is is something special. It's more, it's pretty important too, I think. What's your songwriting uh, flow like? How do you do it? What do you start with? Where, do you use samples in any of your stuff, or is it all just warped? Uh, do you use samples and synthesizers, or is it what, what do you use mostly? Oh. Um, I will use anything. I'll start with samples. I won't start with samples. I'll. Uh, it could start with words. Mm. I like uh, a lot of words. Was how I how I got into the music really? in the early years. Was I would just do a lot of writing in rhyme, and okay. you want to put some music to it. It can do happen you, any way. It, it could be happening any way, r- literally. Do you um, start with a, you, so you don't you don't like do you start with a melody sometimes or what is it? How's that sure. happen? Sure, interesting. Well, there's <laughs> there's a, there's not one particular way to do anything really. No. It's just yeah. about uh, whatever grabs your ear in the moment and following that until you know you, you want to abandon it and move on to something new. Um, it, when all else fails, I can sit in front of a keyboard or a guitar, and something might come to me. But I gotta admit that I, you know I, I did a lot more of it in the past than I do now. But uh, you know I still make a little bit of time every day 
to get to get in that headspace. It's yeah. kind of an addiction. But yeah, we Very were just cool. talking about uh, how you come up with things. Nobody really knows, but right? it's always exciting mm -hmm. when it happens. That's true. Well, Syllabus has a really good question that kind of relates to that. Syllabus wants to know if you have any strange videos that you really love, cool, like stuff you might find on an unlabeled VHS tape or something like that. Great question, Syllabus. Yeah, that's, uh, that really makes me die deep. Strange video stuff on a VHS tape. I don't know why this is popping in my head, but you know those Chris Cunningham Apex Twin videos? Like, yeah, oh, like uh, Rubber Johnny. Rubber Johnny, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> that Rubber Johnny creepy. Yeah. <laughs> creepy, yeah. I started, oh, that, that's what popped in my Perfect head first. Perfect for Apex Twin. Great answer. Um, yeah. No, no, no. But yeah, anything really. I like uh, commercials a lot. I, I know that. Yeah, um, so does Lux. Yeah. She'll download like whole commercial blocks. It's unreal. Yeah, shout out to 80s Commercial Fault. That guy, he's probably still doing it to this day. He's put up so many great blocks of commercials. But um, yeah, you, you can really appreciate how important television was in those years. Yeah, um, It was the internet or, or something. Mm -hmm. It was just like everything went into those into those commercials, especially, you know, kids commercials, you know, Nickelodeon and MTV and that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, VHS tapes. I still like uh, playing VCR um, movies and things like that. Nice. I got uh, I got this converter downstairs on my on my you know normal TV, where you can just plug a VCR into an HDMI port, and I've been watching old videotapes of like Woodstock '94 concert and radio oh, concerts, okay. things like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, we. Me and Amy, we like to watch concerts. We go to concerts and we like watching concerts too. I, I appreciate live shows a whole lot. I, I love live shows. Sick. I have an old VHS copy of, it's not even a copy. It's like somebody taped the old Rankin Bass Wind in the Willows off, Ooh. which mm -hmm. still is one of my favorite kids' movies. It's just so like fantastic. It's It's like a... Don yeah. Bluth almost, and it has all the commercials in between it. I'm gonna have to see if I can find it next time I go home. Oh yeah, that stuff's great. That stuff's great. We uh, we have a person who uh, has asked the same question twice, so we're gonna get that one out of the way really quick. Um, Afternoon Walk wants to know what some of your favorite vaporwave acts that involve singing are. Oh, well, I saw. Dan Mason at the first Electronicon, and that was impressive. It's a good one. I, he, uh, I don't remember anybody else singing except I, well, George Clanton sang, and right. maybe the Gemini, they sang, they sang too. Uh, as far as other singers go, I'm drawing, I, I can't really think of many. Do you guys have any uh, suggestions? That might have been it. Sing? Well, you know, okay. Skelly sings. Yeah. Um, I think, I think okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I sometimes I not I listen to you guys talk about stuff. I, I definitely feel like I don't know very many people um, who listen to the stuff or, or the artists. I, I have a handful that I'm aware of, but I can't say that I'm very plugged in to right. uh, to everybody. When I go to Electronicon, 
I'm literally discovering everything at that, <laughs> at that place. Well, that's I cool. I Do you mind oh, telling yeah. us about some of like your favorite moments at Electronicon 3, maybe? Because that was the most recent yeah. one. Well, the Luxury Elite show was probably oh, the main reason that? I wanted Fucking to go. Fucking astounding, right? Yeah, yeah, it was that room. My God, that was mm-hmm. a hard. That was a that was a warm room. I know that she must have. Uh, she remembers that room fondly. Uh, but no, that was that was enough to get everybody out to see what that was going to be like. That was a very right. memorable show. I, I definitely remember that one. And um, Saint Pepsi set, which I saw Saint Pepsi at the. F- Did he play the first one? I think so. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. I so. Yeah. Uh, but that that second one where he was outside i don't know it's just one of those magic moments i remember i just felt you know you had these peak uh memories from the event and that was just one that stuck out it was just everybody it was just like a good vibe in the air that's one of the things about live concerts that you just can never really replicate there's something in the room uh it's not necessarily all about the performer it's about the audience and the performer vibing off of one another and uh, agree got that he got that that moment but no it was it was a blast it was so much fun talking to people um standing in line for a long time for food oh and, my god you uh, actually got food <laughs> no congratulations I, I watch people no i <laughs> just watch people i brought right i brought like a protein bar with me I, nice I don't know. but the i um, subsisted on a beer all day oh yeah and yeah, shout out Indie Advent for his leftovers. Yeah. Or it might man, have been Data show. Girl. One of those. And it was also the tape swap was a really uh, fun time to oh see everybody in, in that place. I low-key liked um, it better. Hot take. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, a, that was a, definitely a DIY venue. You got to appreciate uh, everybody that came out to, to meet and greet. And it was tons of fun. They're doing another one, right? I heard something about Europe. You know, um, I don't think anything's been officially announced, but there's some some rumblings. Okay, I don't know where I heard that from, but that's. I think that there's definitely like a like a mini like like a like a showcase for them at one of the European music festivals coming up. And I wouldn't oh, say then it's like that exactly must electronic on maybe maybe I'm getting this incorrect as well though, but maybe it's like yeah yeah they're gonna have their own little showcase me. there. Okay, that's probably, as part of. That's uh, part of oh, you guys are talking about the Primavera. My bad. Primavera, I thought you were talking about. Yeah, there, yeah, there's you know some 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 stuff in the works, but but y'all are talking about the Primavera announced show. Got you. Okay, yeah, that's For what sure. I heard. I try and just keep up with the big headlines, but I don't yeah. really get into the weeds too much. That's fair. I mean, honestly, you you can only get so much FOMO. We yeah. got a great question again from Geometric Lullaby. They said, "I need Whitewood's take on sample use." Complete answer. Be honest and real. Oh, uh, let's see. I think the age of copyright is uh, is over. Um, I know that you can't, uh, you know, do anything you want to and get away with it on the internet like you could in the you know ten fifteen years ago. But um, just forget about caring whether something is sampled or not and whether you have permission. I, I know that you're supposed to ask permission on things. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I just, I prefer the no rules. You know, you know, 
I beg for forgiveness after it happens. Whether, yeah, easier to ask, ask for permission. forgiveness. But no, samples are great. I don't understand. I hope that people sample white woods. I, I, I want that would that would be great. I would love to hear people sample, especially off of the Wizard Rescored, which is all instrumental stuff. And I'm sure there's some snippets in there that somebody could do something with. But uh, once you got Ableton Live and you know those sampling machines like the uh, Roland SPs 404s that kind of stuff it's all of a sudden it's another instrument and yeah, to deny yourself the ability to play another instrument you might be missing out on some fun but you know it's up to you it's no there's no there are rules there are laws but i like to pretend like it doesn't matter hey i mean at the end of the day, Young Bay is is, is playing shows with Maddie on. He samples like a yeah. motherfucker, so you know. Yep. Well, there you go. Just I don't know. Is it controversial? Is it a controversial? Well, thing you know, sample? I mean, <clears throat> just, about. I mean, listen. In every scene, look, you got like vegans and you got like fresh vegans that don't cook anything. Like everybody has a way to one up each other. You know what I mean? That's true. <clears throat> we got. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry I keep pitching these chat questions, but, the boy, they love you. They're eating you up. Yeah. Skelly, feel free to interrupt. Um, no, Lux, no, I want, I, I'm looking at these chat questions, too. <laughs> they're they're wild. Um, yeah. Lux says, I actually skipped a question, unfortunately. I don't remember who the original asker was, but they really want to know if they're going to see Spaceship Earth get reissued on vinyl or on cassette. Lux specifically would like to know. Yeah, that would be, uh, that would be good. I think this is the 10th year of that. Um, John over at Business Casual, he reached out over SoundCloud back in 2013 and suggested shout out John that we, yeah, shout out John, suggested the, that we in the chat earlier today too. Oh yeah, he was in the chat earlier. He was, yeah, he, was. Like, he, you know, he dipped in for a minute. Get some songs together and put out that album, and uh, that was uh, that was 10 years ago. So there's a possibility that later in the year there could be a 10th anniversary vinyl spaceship earth last year i did I the first it. ever uh cd release of spaceship earth and i just did that out of this room shipping nice. 100 copies that was the first time i'd ever done something like that and it was a learning experience and it was a rewarding experience and i think people liked it so it could be something like that done later on in the year maybe uh i know that the guys over at uh, my pet flamingo were Twitter messaging me about it. So if you guys oh, really want were. that, talk to them and they'll uh, t let them know that you want to buy it and then maybe they'll make it. That's a great answer, man. I honestly think that the chat is excited to hear that. Uh, comma Trey J, another question. Craziest sample flip. I don't know if they're asking about your craziest sample flip mm, or like I just... Do, yeah. Probably you. Yeah, I assume it probably you. There is a song called Toasterville. Toasterville. That I, yeah, I got it off of this um, 1992 Desert Storm documentary <laughs> on wow. TV. Okay. Wow. Nice. I took a, I took like this Kenny G saxophone sample and I looped it over and over and over again and. I took these vocal snippets from the documentary of uh, some soldiers and some Hollywood celebrities, 
and uh, just mixed it all into this one track. So I think that was a pretty crazy sample flip. I saw a, a question from Syllabus asking any um, any uh, advice for trying to learn instruments. Hmm. Well, Thank depending on the instrument, I think uh, if you want to learn an instrument, most people don't think of it, but your ear is an instrument. And the amount of um, tutorials and theory videos that are on YouTube for free and all and other platforms i'm sure they're they're so numerous and helpful that if you can learn how to play your ear that's going to translate into anything else that you pick up whether it be a string instrument or a keyboard or what have you a little bit of theory is good uh, my ability in music theory is highly uh there's like a ceiling to my my abilities but i'm always um curious to know more and uh, to learn more. And I've found that basically through these YouTube guys, I'll shout out um, David Bennett Piano. He's a, He's got a lot of really good stuff out there. He does a lot of good theory stuff. Rick Beato is another good music teacher online. Um, so that would be my recommendation that, uh, that I would push to anybody that's really wants to start doing anything on music or, you know, just get something like uh, you know a sampler or download fruity loops or whatever people like to play on and make noise start by making noise i remember i nice. started really if you want to go back even further skelly than jimi hendrix in the seventh grade uh, i remember going over to my next door neighbor's house and in his basement he had one of those fisher price cassette recorders where you could record your voice and hear it played back for the first time and we would just sit in there and make fart sounds with our mouth. It'd be, right. you know, <laughs> I, I can't do it. You know, doing stuff in this and playing it back over and over again and laughing our asses off at stuff like that. Uh, so just like, just have, be goofy. Um, it's, it's not, it's fun. You don't need to, you don't need to be too serious about it. That was Good a weird team. thing I just did. I, I don't know. Like making that <laughs> no, no, I that's know. that's. I envy anybody that can remember their childhood, man. For some reason, it's yeah. Just, Those are the highlights. Rasa for farting me. into a cassette recorder. Yeah. Tabula Rasa. Oh yeah. Yeah. Blank slate. Yeah, man. Uh, memory sucks. <laughs> uh, Laggy so, McLaggin Pants wants to know if you have a favorite live show. You mentioned you like live shows, and I really want to know this yeah. too. Some of your favorite shows. Oh, God. There's so many. Um, I guess probably the most epic live show that I ever got to see was in 2000. Uh, me and my my now wife, but back then we were just getting to know each other. We kind of had our first date driving up to New York from Richmond at the chance, just the chance of getting to go go see Radiohead play the Roseland mm. Ballroom during their Kid A release ah. week. What? And we didn't we didn't know. We tried to get tickets uh, through you know no our, way. our computers, but they sold out so fast. And this was back. I mean, this is only OK Computer was around, and this new album was coming out. It leaked 
about a month and a half oh, wow. earlier. So we were listening to it. And we went up there and we stood in line. We were the first people in line. We didn't have tickets. And we just stayed there long enough. And I don't know how it happened, but a miracle came down and we got two tickets. We got to the front row of them playing that one show where they had, uh, they played Saturday Night Live later in that week where they had a brass band to play the national okay. anthem song. And it was just- Oh, that's too cool. It was just so unbelievable that we we had the, the we dreamed like it could happen, but it seems yeah. impossible. And then, but then you get there and the dream happens. Amazing. And, uh, what a triumph. And it's kind of like the start of our relationship at the same time. So I guess I got to give it up to that show. Was it as cool as I want to believe that it was? I mean, you gotta, you gotta just picture what the world was like. We're talking, <laughs> this is pre I was, I was like ninth grade. Yeah, we and, were in college. We were and college I thought, kids. I thought Kid A was fucking phenomenal when I heard it in ninth grade. Of course, I had never heard Aphex Twin. You know, I was just like, this is yeah. beautiful. The first time I heard the title track, I was like, this is gorgeous. Yeah, and for that to be, you know, back when being number one on the Billboard charts was a big deal, for that mm -hmm. to break through and become the number one album was Crazy. was a strange time. Really phenomenal. An achievement, yeah, definitely. But yeah, there's a lot of shows like that. I'll, I'll just chalk it up to that one, Kid A 2000. Wow, that's a hell of an answer well do, do you guys have any i mean i you can make it about me but i, I mean do you have you can make it about me i mean i saw skelly's gonna squash every answer that i give i i saw what? the locust in uh 20 2007 broken social scene i think i saw in 2006 that was a fucking phenomenal show broken social scene live is phenomenal um that's a hard one, Wait. bud. Those two, yeah, like some of the stuff, saw Blood Brothers live once. They were phenomenal. Yeah, I just a go with the first Zion. thing that pops in my head. Yeah. Uh, never did see Godspeed, you Black Emperor, but a Silver Mount Zion was pretty phenomenal. Hmm. Chris? Nice. Uh, seeing Giant Claw play at Electronicon recently. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. Oh, sweet. Keith is a genius. That was amazing. I missed that. The music stopped. Whoops. Uh, did you ever see Blank Banshee when he was... Um, I did. Yeah, he was fun. My, my shit is cutting out again. Yeah, I, I, I've never seen anybody hit a pad that fast in my life. Yeah, he was doing his thing. It was fun. All right, we've got a pinned question by Patch Notes. Uh, what is oh, your Patch favorite... Love Patch Notes. What's your favorite 2010s era chill wave? Oh, yeah. It's a great question. Uh, Yeah, probably the one that I listened to the most was that neon indian one i don't know what the name of the album is called but psychic chasms or era extraña i think it's the psychic chasms one that yeah. um and there's a song on there that had no vocals on it it was just a loop uh, maybe like a one and a half minute loop that would it was magic whatever he was doing with that little it was, it's the kind of you know you hear it and it gives you those brian eno uh yeah tickles yeah. you're just like wow this is incredible but i've probably listened to that one the most but I, i'm not too familiar with a, a lot of the people that were you know just the did ones you, i mentioned earlier did you listen to much uh small black or picture plane no i no i i'm aware so of them much. now but i i don't think i no i wasn't completely off of my radar 
But I, I like I said, my obsessed. radar. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just. Uh, I have a very small. <laughs> I don't. I just don't. I actually like a lot of stuff that would not fit into whatever. Um, what do you like a lot of? Is. So what do you like a lot of then? Well, you know, Tom Petty. Um, oh, wow, interesting. Uh, I like a lot of Tom Petty. I like a lot of Soundgarden. I like Soundgarden. Um, Tom Petty. Yeah, you know, uh, I I really this week, the Pixies. Here comes your man. It is such an amazing track. I cannot believe how good of a track. And I know that they probably hated that track because it was so poppy. But, um, you know, that kind of stuff. I I'll, I'll listen to that all the time. Uh, Honestly, a- dude. Anytime Sugar Ray comes on at work, I'm just like, what? I don't know. Just what? Judge me all, right. all you want, but it just Sugar reminds Ray? me of like the happiest parts of childhood, Sugar or just like Ray being it reminds in you of junior the happiest high. parts of childhood. Yeah, just Sugar Sugar Ray is some good like SoCal music. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I'm like I'm like I'm I'm a big Gin Blossoms fan myself when it comes to like, they play a lot of Gin oh, Blossoms at my job too. The that that like yeah. golden baritone, you know, that was. So... You guys, uh, you guys like the band Collective Soul? Collective Anybody Soul? know that one? Yeah, of course, no? Collective Soul. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Ooh, <laughs> Not as familiar as I like. Down. Yeah. It was the uh, yeah. or uh, don't think about. Don't, don't yeah. go ahead I watched now, the. Baby, just spit me out. Yeah, yeah. I oh, watched I the Cheryl Crow documentary recently. I, I okay. like her. Cheryl Crow. Uh, Cheryl Crow. Okay. How about Cheryl Crow? Cheryl Crow. She's. Oh, uh, yeah. She's great. Um, I didn't yeah, know Alex had a signed Gin Blossoms drumstick. Oh, what? Amazing. What the heck? <laughs> I just, Thirty like, feet away from me. me. I didn't know that shit. Oh, I love the Gin Blossoms. I listen to Allison Road every day. That's a great song. <laughs> Sweet. And yeah, you know, I I like the Sugar Ray stuff too. I had fond memories of uh, of of my friend's dad teaching us how to play fly by sugar ray because he owned a music shop called atlee pro music and he was just the, this music guy we didn't know music and he we could play him the song and he would figure it out in front of us and we were just blown away that you could just listen to something and play it within five or ten minutes of doing that so i just remember there being a like a magic trick going off in front of me with that song when mr fitzgerald did that uh, it has come to my attention that Ronnie Vaporspace opened for Gin Blossoms. What? <laughs> in uh, in undergrad, I guess. That's amazing. Wow. Holy shit. Um, we've got a question that's been pinned for a little while, um, <clears throat> and it stems from a debate that we had in the Discord server. You really got to jump in there, Skelly. It's wild. Uh, Doohickey Goop would like to know your opinion on the fast food chain Arby's. My opinion? Do you uh, like to eat at Arby's? Not yes, anymore. Yes, I'm asking this. Not anymore. But I will. Uh, I do. I do remember. Wrong answer. I'm Chick Fil A. I like. That's like the only one I will go to. Or at least Chick Fil A. Yeah. That's the only one. No, I mean I will go to other things, but Taco Bell has gone down so much. And it has. It is not what it used to once be. Um, All right, so so what's the shittiest fast food restaurant? And then I'll let Chris ask an actual question. No, no, I'm interested to hear what's going up with this stuff too. Yeah, let's see what, what they hear. The yeah, I, I, I don't know. What's the shittiest? 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 I don't shittiest. eat much fast food anymore. 
Yeah, I, I, I kind of wanted to know what you thought about this too, Skelly. Uh, oh, like probably like Burger King or Wendy's. I don't really Shittiest? like Okay. Much. The only ones I ever eat at are McDonald's occasionally. And uh, I mean that Impossible Whopper ain't bad. Just saying. I don't. I don't really like fast food that much. Um. Uh. I like McDonald's. McDonald's is good. I like that one. And I used to like Taco Bell a lot when I was younger, but I, I, I right. apparently it's gone downhill. I feel like that's something you age out of, but apparently, I don't know. I just don't. I just know it's going to hurt me if I eat it. Like, yeah, I know it's, it's going to hurt me. I know it's going to be a bad thing. I know my yeah. like, I'm older. That was funny. Gonna I know it's going to hurt gonna me. Be, it's going to be bad. Like I'm That sounded way deeper than it was. Like, it's going to make me like sick and bad. And, like, I just yeah. I just stay away from it. I agree. I agree with Skelly. It's it's a guilty pleasure. It's a once in a while thing. Yeah, it's not something I mean, like, that you want to have a lot of. Yeah, it's like I I'll I'll drive. I, this is actually I like fast food, and I'll drive past it and be like maybe, and then I'm like, I don't know, bro. Is it worth it? Like you're gonna get sick. You're gonna feel bad. Like you're getting older, man. Probably shouldn't do these sorts of things. <laughs> True. Shouldn't do this. I'm like no no no. I'm just gonna get like a turkey sandwich or something. Let's just do that instead. Do you have a real question for Whitewoods before I, I have a real question for pop Whitewoods. another one from the chat? Sure, sure. So let's talk about synthesizers. Are you a fan of Please. them? Please. Do you have any? Do you, is it one that you like the yeah. most? Uh, Yeah, let's see. The one I like the most. What do you like no, I can't say there's one I like the most. Although, Which my latest thing. Action? Say that again? Which one gets the most action from you? Which is your workhorse? Well, I got I to gotta look at it. Hang on. Um, this one right here, this is the last one I bought. It's the JD-08, which is this Roland 90s synthesizer. You see? It's not like the JD-08. Oh, okay. Interesting choice. There was a JD-08, I don't think, that came out. But it, was, it was called an 800, JD-800 or something like that. But uh, that's got a lot of sounds in it that you can only really hear. Um, I mean, I remember hearing it back in the early 90s. It was just like this new thing. You'd hear it in TV commercials and things like that. That's interesting. Uh, it's just an interesting selection, too, for the period. Yeah, keep going. Sorry. Oh, um, my first synthesizer I, I got off of eBay for 500 bucks. I bought a Moog Prodigy. Wow. And uh, I, bucks. I know, right? You could just what? crazy. Insane. I know, I know. Uh, I don't have it anymore, but that was my first synth uh i have back here i've got a couple synths like this one let me see what I that right there is the monopoly the chord mm. it's this the is a behringer reproduction of the chord monopoly wow that was that was a really fun one and uh yeah i can name off all the ones i have if you want to but a really good one that everybody always loves is the casio sk1 i played that so I much. Casio I, SK. I love the Casio SK one. Mine's, yeah. I, I have the one of the circuit bent ones, you know, and uh, I love that. Yeah. I've used it on so many different songs. Yeah, that's actually the first experience I ever had of sampling was with that keyboard, the sampling keyboard right there. So, mm -hmm. uh, now this, a lot of the stuff that I would use, I would just use VSTs. Uh, but lately, I've been like getting into more of the physical hardware, kind of finding hardware that I used to have that I didn't have anymore. Yeah. But yeah, sense are great. Quick question. Is there any way you could move your screen so that people could sure. see your hardware a little better? Are you on like a desktop? Yeah, sure. I'll try. 
I'm I on mean, an iMac, but it's really light. Are you sure? Damn. Yeah, I can try. I almost feel guilty for asking. Because I've got no, you... Okay. I've got you cropped. Okay. Thank you. Oh, this man. Such an angel. Thank you. Yeah. You're looking at a couple of Yamaha refaces. The Yamaha reface CS and a DX... And Yamaha a Super DX Mario Brothers thing. 3 ad in the background behind that. Yeah. Uh, up there, there's the SK1. You can't really see it, but an Arturia it. Micro Freak is up there. Mm. Arturia Micro Freak fans. I don't know if anybody has this. Um, and yeah, you can see the Monopoly. Thank you, man. Nice. People nice. love the hardware chat. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Let me see if I can get it back in here. Um, can I ask another question? Please do. How did you get involved in the uh, split uh, the uh, the project with A Hero, our buddy, my buddy A Hero? I would like to know that too. Oh no, his audio shit out. No, I'm sorry, bud. I made you pick up the computer, and then we lost no, your audio. No, no, no. What are we gonna do? You sent him a text. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah gosh, we can hear you. Back. I'm sorry. You don't have to pick up your computer that. again. Okay. <laughs> uh. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I got yeah. It. Um, How did you get started with a hero? I think I saw a video that um, Pad Channington made, and I left nice. a comment in there uh, referencing the Joseph Campbell book, A Hero with a Thousand Faces. And he talked to me. I talked to him over some form, email maybe. And I don't even remember how it happened. It was so effortless, whatever we did. It, it was, um, you know, he sent me something. I sent him something back. Gosh, it, it seems like it was so long ago. But he was just really open to doing anything. And I was kind of, I didn't really want to do anything at that time unless it was with somebody else. Because mm -hmm. I've been doing things alone for so long. And uh, it was a real nice change of pace to collaborate on something with somebody. And I think we had a good time doing it, even though I didn't get to meet him until last year at Electronicon. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a fun one. That was a fun one. We got to make up Hell some yeah. stuff. Would he write this a song and you would add something to it? Or would, did you have something done and you'd send it to him? How was the process? Yeah, I think it was probably mutually both I, I can't really remember how it all started uh i think i had maybe one thing that i sent him you know i don't even remember I, I, it's hard to remember who started what but it was one of those things where what i remember the most about it was that it was very fluid and fun and easygoing it, it, it that, those are the best when you're just like you know i like what he does he likes what i do and then you get the the mixture of both flavors into whatever that uh, a slow summer EP was. Mm -hmm. So that was good. That was a very cool moment. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, uh, question from Cardi and Matsu. Yeah. He it. does throw a good show. Uh, question from Cardi and Matsu. Whitewoods, do you recommend Audacity? No. No, I don't think so. But I have used it. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I can't say I'd recommend it though. Do you guys recommend Audacity? I do not produce music. I That's a great question for Skelly. To. 
I only use the yeah. I've ever used. Yeah. Uh, Depends on what you're doing, I guess. You know, if you are making like yeah. sample based. I heard it's hard to use. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's you know, it's just not for I me. I can't recommend it because I don't know how to use it. It doesn't. It's not as intuitive as something like Ableton, I think. But uh, yeah, that, I'm not a hater. I just wouldn't recommend it. Well, thanks hey, for the questions. Appreciate by the, the way, realness. Guys. No, no problem. We've got one from um, Al Vadonet. I probably botched that name. They want to know what your favorite album that you've made is. Oh wow! Well, I've only made a few. Uh, let's see. You know, last year I, I put together all these singles that I was releasing after, I guess it's between 2017 and 2019. I remember thinking after the second album, like, I'm just going to do singles because it takes so long when you're making an album to get it all together and put them out there. And I just wanted to make it and put it out, make it and put it out. And I... I remember thinking to myself, yeah, just forget about albums. Uh, but then after a while, I started to look back at it. Like I said, I've been doing a lot of looking back at the whole thing. And I thought about putting it all together and collecting it into a, an album called Frodovision, which I don't know why mm-hmm. I haven't done this until now. It's an interesting name. But, well, this Yo. is Frodo right here. I don't know if you guys are aware about Frodo, but he's kind of the spokes puppet. I mean, I noticed him in your visuals. Words. Yeah, he he came from the video, the White Woods video, Beachwalk. Okay. That's um, cool. Some fans named him, and uh, you know, he's just been this personality. So you made an album called Frodovision. Made an album called Frodovision. <laughs> I, I guess I'll call it my favorite. I mean, Spaceship Earth will always I, this will probably be my true favorite because. To me, that was Scott and I's thing. It was something that only could happen with both of us doing what we were doing at that particular moment. And uh, it was a lightning in the bottle, as they say. So picking favorites is, is, is it's fun. But like I said, it just changes all the time. I don't really think about that stuff, to be honest. I don't really think about stuff that's a favorite. I just think of, uh, I just think of it as all my favorite or none of them are my favorite i don't know interesting interesting indeed I know, you know i'm looking at your shirt right there i was noticing it there's a song i could say this is one of my favorite songs that i did there's a song called friend zone oh nice on the second album play the game that uh is probably the, the funniest thing that i've ever made the funniest thing so, yeah, I, my Sick. I'm not very funny. I'd like I try to be funny if I can, but I, I'm, it's not something that's natural. I, I envy people uh, that are that are truly funny. Same, yeah, same. I, yeah, I love like people. 3D Everybody blast, like people. damn. Yeah, yeah. But that um, that particular song, I, I do have a, a soft spot for because of because of, of its subject matter. In the friend zone. Yeah, nice. You know what that is? Yeah, true. All right, so the the questions in the I, chat are popping off again. Can I ask you this one from Strip Silence? Do you, what, you, you did you listen to uh, games Ford and Lopan? I have no idea. What oh you're no, it's a the side projects by Bueno Tricks Point Never, and uh, a kind of in vein of stuff that you do. 
No, no, I don't. Really? You, ne- you never listen to games? Well, I, I might have to send you a link for some stuff to check I out. I think you'd like it. Okay. Yeah, yeah send it my way. Pacific Plaza says, yeah. Sheets or Wawa? Uh, uh, Wawa. Wawa. Give me the Wawa. Or, you know, <laughs> like, go to Fast Mart. That was, that was what Fast, I was saying. None of up. the above. Fast Mart. Yeah, not Fast Mart. F-A-S Mart. Fast Mart? What the? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what they have <clears throat> around what, what here. What will they, they think of next? Yeah, when right. all the other names are taken. Yeah. Sheets or Wawa? No, I'll go with Wawa, sure. Lux How about Elite? Costco? You guys like Costco? Yeah. You know what? All right. right. Is Do you have a Winco in Richmond? Because Winco no. is the shit. It's employee owned. It's twenty four hours, and it's their meat is cheap as hell. I miss Winco. Winco, no. If you don't have a Winco, damn. F. No, we don't. That's too bad. No, we don't have those. Yeah. We used to have stuff like uh, Win Dixies. Those are. Oh, uh, I do remember Win Dixie. Remember Win Dixies? Yeah. And uh, Circuit Cities. Oh, dude. actually, Comp- Circuit City do you remember was, Comp was USA? Yeah, CompuSA. <laughs> oh my god. Good old CompuSA. Radio Shack. All everybody, those places. everybody remembers Radio Shack. Oh, Winco yeah. is only What? No, there was a win I don't like what Strip Silent said in chat. Um, Lux Elite wants mm-hmm. to know what is your favorite commercial and or series of commercials? Hmm. Favorite series Great question. of commercials. I do like fruit roll up commercials a lot. And uh, I don't know why. I think just seeing the gummy treats wow. on TV, uh, just they, they really match. Pop-Tart commercials, too. There are just certain things. Cereal commercials are probably up there as, like, the best commercials. To You're not wrong, dude. Why? That and, like, oh. like, kids' toys. Fucking, like, oh, yeah. super soaker commercials, bro. Or, like, yeah, the creepy yeah. crawlies. You remember creepy crawlies? You can make your yeah. own like spider candy. Yeah, slip and slides and uh, all that stuff. It's the commercials are, are were glorious back then. Hell yeah! I mean, I, if I come up with any, I'll let you know. Let me think. Oh, let's see. Yeah, nothing's popping in my head. Those are it. Mintos had some pretty good commercials. It was always like people, they would sit down like on a park bench that had wet paint and be like, oh man, I sat on wet paint. Someone would give them a oh, Mintos yeah. and they'd be so fucking happy. I always I yeah, want that, the happiness that those people had. My favorite commercials were those weird ones for like the CK1 fragrances that were strange and like, you know, they're like always like weird and meta and they were like this like strange performance art pieces. Anybody remember these? The CK1 commercials. Yeah, vaguely, vaguely. They're like all like very like David Lynchian almost. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you got that college film student vibe to them. Yeah, I love those ones. Those were really weird. Yeah, are commercials that big a deal anymore? I also uh, like the, more important I also like the old viral. PSA. I always like the old PSA commercials too that were like weird. And yeah, scary. Like to like people getting behind the wheel of a car after they drink, and then like lightning strikes mm-hmm. and there's a skeleton inside the car. Yeah. Yeah, I always good. love to trot out that old favorite from Great Britain from like the 60s where it was like, I am the spirit of dead and lonely water. And it was like, kids, don't go swimming in 
bodies of water that you don't recognize. And it's mm-hmm. creepy as fuck. <laughs> it's like Boards of Canada wave, like, yeah, creepy. You know? Are you a big fan of Boards of Canada, Whitewoods? Yeah, I remember them. I remember, I had a, I think I have one of their albums, but I, I, I can't really remember exactly which one. Um, no, I never saw them live, though. Well, I think I was more I into Stereo Lab. Yeah, I don't Hopefully think they, they have. Ever, they've ever Did played you say live. Stereo Lab? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Some good love for they Stereo never played Lab. Live? I don't know. Go to Canada? No, I don't think so. Yeah, Okay. So. All right, well, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, Stereo Lab was kind of, I had more of their CDs, I think. Uh, you know, music is, there's so much, it's hard to even remember what there's, what what it was. But uh, back in those days, I remember liking what I heard with Ports of Canada. Are they are they really uh, like a, a hidden gem to people? When they uh, not so stuff? much a hidden gem as like, you know, like worshipped greatly. It's people. like okay, one cool. of those acts, White Woods, that almost every heavy Vaporwave head will, will, will know them. about. People and be like, oh, a huge yeah. cult following for Boards of Canada. Like, huge cult following. They're they big kinda, inspiration on me, too, yeah. Yeah, they, they kind of had big that, that... following. Yeah, like I them, don't even really know how to embody... Yeah, like, Wars of Canada has a big following here. Uh, One of Tricks Point Never, James Ferraro, these people... Like, this is like, like holy, holy ground. It's not even a hidden gem. It's like almost a universal thing with people in this scene. Okay. It's, yeah. But, uh, oh, but you should t- check him out a little bit more then, sir. Uh, get to, get on uh, Music Has the Right to Children. Music has I, I would care. agree with that. I think Music Has the Right to Children is, is the best like overall I, representation of their sound. Easily. You know, because Geogotti's too creepy. Trans-Canada Highway's too guitar-y. Um, in a Beautiful Place Out in the Country is nice and short if you want something like an EP. Mm-hmm. Okay, but but you know everybody's got a different opinion. Do you guys? Um, I, you guys, you know about this band Polyphia? It's kind of like a maybe prog like a... metal. Do not metal. Prog metal. Interesting. No, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, you know, that's just one of the people latest in chat are going crazy season. about it. People are going, yeah, okay. very gent yeah, they... like influenced. I I think of it as. Uh... You know the chops this guy has on the guitar. If you like listening to virtuosos at their instrument, mm. you have four guys that they're doing something that is you know so impressive that even if you're not a fan of the genre, which I don't really listen to prog stuff very much, uh, you kind of have to pull over and pay pull them over. a little bit of respect. But uh, I'm just trying to think because you guys are naming off names of things that I. That I don't really know about. I'm just uh, welcome to my world. Listening to lately, and they have a new album. I think it's called "Remember One Day That You Will Die." That's the the name of the album that I, I recommend if anybody's looking for something that's. Dude, at least thank you. My eye, my ear. Thank you for well, a recommendation. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's interesting. I never would have come across that band in my entire life. Wow. Oh yeah, check it out. That's this. Uh, they got some good videos too. One's called "Playing God," and I think the other one is called "Ego Death" with Steve Vai. You know the guitar player. Of course, of course, yeah. Uh, but and they're just doing, they're just doing something that I'd never heard done before, and 
you know, I, I got, I like it. I like what I hear. Interesting. I'll take that. Sure. sure. We got a great question from Pacific Plaza, who would like to know if you like guitar pedals. If you do, what's on your pedal board, and what sort of amp or guitar setup do you have? First off, thanks everybody for sending questions. I'm kind of amazed that there's so many questions. We uh, get like them. very high uh, participation, yeah. <laughs> audience participation on this okay. show. People, people love it. That's that's the whole. That's we'll the whole get to know you on a personal too. level later because we got questions to bang okay. through. No, I, I, I'm so appreciative of everybody that's yeah, tuning in. Everyone's very interested. Uh, I don't have any guitar pedals because I, I use a Kemper uh, profiling amplifier, which has so many effects built into it that I just use those effects for all the guitar stuff I do. But if you go back in time to when I was a kid starting off, the guitar pedals that I would use back then I'd have a couple of distortion boxes, the fuzz face, the rat pedal. Those are kind of classic ones. And, you know, your boss's DD5 for some digital delay, a flanger would be a good one that I would. I remember I bought a flanger on the day that Jerry Garcia died from a guy in wow. the trading post. You know, like the trading post, you would get this sheet of people selling stuff. It's kind of like mm -hmm. a classified ads thing. And you call him up on the telephone and you'd schedule a time where you'd come to your house and you'd buy something off of him. Um, but those are probably, oh, and a Wawa, Crybaby Wawa. That's a good pedal. Um, but yeah, since uh, emulation, amp emulation and software effects, I've just mostly stuck to those things. Interesting. So, yeah, I'll take it. That's another. We're caught up on chat questions. Amazing. Okay, good. Well then, let's let's see if we can uh, talk about other. How, talk about you, you guys. You got any good How ones, long? Skelly? What? Or do I need to ask him a silly one? You need to. I would. I think you go with some silly ones. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. Unless Whitewoods has questions. Who's somebody that you would recommend that we bring on this show, Whitewoods? Shout somebody out. Well, bring out a hero. I think he could. Bring on a hero. Yeah. Talk to you guys. Yeah, we definitely. I, I got to open for a hero. He, great kid. Oh, there you go. There's your I shouldn't end. call him a kid. There's He's just significantly younger than me, but very skilled individual is what I should say. Uh, well, uh, I'd like to ask you all some questions. Uh, oh, my gosh. Guys... Oh, we got a Keith well, Rankin yeah, I mean, on we're... our hands. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Do you, How long have you all known each other? Do you, you guys uh, been oh friends for a while? A uh, long time. Isaac, what do you think? Like 2011 So I, I think I met Skelly online in probably like 2013, 2014. Yeah, probably. Uh, I didn't get to meet him IRL until Electronicon 2 when I was standing in line with my friend Haley. And he he and Ronnie from Vapor Space walked up. And as soon as I saw him, it was like, it's you! Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he walked right up to me. It made me, uh, I felt like a million dollars. He walked right up to me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we decided to start, we'd start the show because he's got great opinions about music. He's got a really diverse taste in music. And we find that despite our small disagreements, we really overlap quite a bit. And, a lot, yeah, for sure, um, for sure. Yeah, so we, we well, both really enjoy cool. talking about... The funny thing is, is like we both love Vaporwave, but the most fun thing, in my opinion, Chris, is to like ask people about seeing Radiohead live. Or like I joked around yeah. with you last mm -hmm. night, Whitewood's about favorite animal collective album. That's my favorite yeah. thing to, oh, to yeah. talk about. Is That's like, a good what, one. That's a good one. Yeah, like bringing up Boards of Canada and... Um, who did you say? Um, I think you said Tom Petty. 
yeah, Tom Petty. Did you say and, Tom uh, Petty or am I going crazy? Yeah, Tom Petty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like that Tom kind Petty. of stuff is fun for me to talk about. Yeah, oh, just to get to the, you know, that, yeah, yeah, those things, those sort of hidden um, tastes, you know, it's always so interesting did, thing to explore. Did either one of you ever work for a record store or a college radio station? Because you oh, sound yeah. like no, you, you would did. fit in. in Are you serious? Scenarios. Wow. No, I, I never did. I wrote I for the school news, not school news, for the cup for my college's newspaper, though. I really? Those, like little blurbs for like about like upcoming shows and stuff occasionally. Like, uh, you know, that's cool. Just, I didn't know that about you. Okay. I did that for a little bit. There you go. So, so I was in, um, I was I was a radio TV major in undergrad. So yeah, I was on college radio, and I was the world's most nervous DJ. And now I'm not at all anymore. <laughs> and uh, yeah, what was the other thing you said? A radio DJ or yeah, I worked for a company called Hastings at a, they, like a record store. Or something yeah, like they, that. I worked for a store that had Hastings. like CDs and books and videos and yeah, love media, man. This was in like yeah, the two thousands, so like, physical media was huge, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that's where those conversations were really they were had there, either at a concert or you're at yeah. a record store talking to somebody about it or i mean i just remember like when you were in school somebody be like your music sucks and you'd be like no it doesn't and it's just like okay well now you know why don't we talk about why it sucks or why it doesn't suck like you know is like that's an interesting question like does does music suck (laughs) does it could it ever suck could all music i mean my favorite question skelly assumes is what sucks you know like Um, we actually do, on a serious note, sometimes like to ask if you believe in such thing as an objectively good or bad art. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I guess I kind of what's I kind of do and kind of don't. Oh, elaborate. Well, it depends on what your criteria is. Sometimes you think of things that are objectively good are the ones that are universally experienced you know, that, that's a yeah, good appeal you cross languages you cross uh, generations i think that's a good gauge for whether something is considered to be objectively good when you get to the universal level which i in my opinion is kind of the highest level that you can attain then yeah you, you might be able to say it's objectively good but at the same time everybody has a different taste just like think of um dating you know you meet people some people you meet you get you get a good vibe with and other people you meet and you feel like you know we're you know you go your way i'll go mine and it's not like that person sucks it's just doesn't vibe with you and you're not gonna like everybody you meet you're not gonna like every song you meet but uh even with people that i meet that i don't necessarily get along with I still choose to like them for them being themselves and just recognizing that people are different. And I, I, I appreciate the more different people there are, I think the better, uh, the better our world really could be instead of, uh, you know, wanting everybody to be just like you or think just like you or anything like that. So yeah, sometimes I think there is objectively good things, but then sometimes I'm like, you know, What's great to me might not be great to everybody else. Just like today, I was talking to uh, my mom 
she saw the Oscars last night and a movie won Best Picture, Everything Everywhere All at Once. And I saw the mm -hmm. film and I recognized how unique a film it was, but I didn't emotionally connect to it yeah. so much like I did with other films that came out. Uh, it's just like that. Obviously, I could recognize its impressive qualities, but it's not for everybody, you know? Right. For everyone, all at once. For everyone, all at once. Another yeah. film. Is that really? Is that, oh, yeah. I remember the first time I ever kind of, I think I had a comment with you over A24 films. I had to yeah. look up, what is an A24 film? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I because <laughs> I was like, I don't please. Elaborate. I know, I know what he's talking about, but I didn't know. So I looked it up, and I was like, Oh, Midsommar is an a is an a twenty four film. The Lighthouse, the Lighthouse, something it's else. Good, I don't it's know. Good movies. It's just that you know, there's other movie production companies out there too, guys. We could like not design our whole personality around one. That's yeah, it was. I, I laughed at that because I I instantly got a picture in my in my head of somebody. Um, it was funny. It was like, yeah I, yeah, I probably was that guy. I could have been that guy if I was, uh, you know, 20 years younger or whatever. Well, we, we, we all could have been that guy, yeah, right? I, yeah. I, I, I understand, absolutely. But yeah, that's uh, that was funny. I didn't know that was an <laughs> A24 film either. Oh my goodness. Wait, we also do some shout outs? Yes, let's go ahead and get our shout outs done, Skelly. Um, thank you. We have a five minute uh, time limit where uh, you can shout anybody out or anything out or promote or just say whatever you okay. want. Don't hold anything so back. Okay, well, let me... Uh, I thought that there would be a question that asked me, like, well, what are the Vaporwave people that you love the most and all that stuff? Oh, what is Vaporwave? How about what's Vaporwave? Well, if we had had time, we would have asked it. Let's hear it. What I don't Vaporwave know what... I don't know. Vaporwave, to me, when I heard it, I thought about cannabis. I thought about cannabis mm. vapor. But I know that's probably not what people think when they think of Vaporwave. <laughs> I, I find it's a... What is Vaporwave to you, now that you know a little bit about it? It's a convenient box to put people in. And I... Uh, Hot. I think there's one thing that... And maybe you guys can uh, chime in. I think one thing that unites all the things that we think of as vaporwave is the sense of nostalgia. Of course. I, I, nostalgia seems to be inseparable from what my perception of that whole umbrella term is about. Yeah. At, at least that's how I interact with it uh, when it gets thrown around. And I don't reject it. Um, you know, I, I think it's a great way to connect with other people. For sure. And uh, similar Agreed. interests. But I brought my little, I brought a little uh, show and tell here of Ooh, my small vaporwave collection. Uh, let's start Sick. off. Well, we're talking about a hero. Yeah. I've got his mind murals nice. cassette tape. I have a thing for white cassette tapes. I must be White Woods. I don't know. Uh, I've got Ooh. Luxury Elites High Society, which she let me play on her uh, on her opening show. That was very cool to do that. Ooh. Oh yeah. And then I got the uh, Christ AD cassette, oh, yeah. which is pure white. It's so white. Wow. It's so cool. But I think these look really interesting together. Yeah, they, they just do. seem to they kind of pop out. I like. I that. have a very small collection, so I, I can just fit it on my lap here. I love that. It's awesome. 
Oh, yeah, that's God. pretty badass. Dude. I love that it's like aesthetically united too. That's kind I'm of definitely cool. a fan of all three that. too. Yeah, it's something about that. Just I, I wanted to hold it. It makes me want to hold it. Um, this one right here I just got the other day. The FM Skyline. Ooh, the Midi Wave uh, Quarterly. Gray. Nope, that's no, not I don't Midi Wave this... Quarterly. That's Memory Suite. There's just something about the grayness the of yeah. the picture. And then the vinyl has this gray vinyl. I just love wow. the, the monotone look of it. And it's, I mean, the album sounds great, too. I was playing it uh, for my friends the other day. Nice. And then the last one I got, I know we're running out of time. We're I got fine. the uh, Skylar Spence Fiona Coyne 45. All right. Because it's got the baby blue color on the vinyl and you know the song is great but i especially love the name fiona because that's my daughter's name oh that's a, such a beautiful name very regal yes yeah it's it's uh it's amazing she's amazing but yeah i just wanted to throw those out there before love we that. end the whole thing thank you for throwing that out yeah love it have you got anything coming yeah. up that we need to know about any live shows live stream events Music. album no, drops the- I really, really just wanted to push people to see the wizard rescored. Yeah. Um, think of it like you know, if you got nice. a girlfriend, uh, a significant other, and you you watch TV, it's about a fifty-minute episode of uh, Game of Thrones or something. But you, it's a vaporwave uh, VHS experience where you can relive the wizard in I think a unique way that presents it in its best form. I mean, maybe I'm being presumptuous to think it's the best form, but it is the form that I like to watch the movie through. And if uh, you don't mind seeing a puppet talk to you and rhyme every now and again, kind of stitching it all together, uh, it's worth it's worth your time. But you have to kind of oh, go off. fun. I'm excited to check it out later, yeah. Yeah, you got to go off-road to see it, though. That's the one thing, so. Lux uh, linked it in chat again at odyssey.com. Thank you, Lux. Lux yes, fell asleep Lux. when I showed her the wizard, so maybe the wizard rescored is in the cards for us in the future. That would be great. I would love to hear that story of you guys watching that together, and I do believe it's at a length where it can keep your attention for that amount of time, and you get the best of that experience of 1989 uh, on your phone or on your TV screen. Yeah, buddy. Dudes, All I got. This was a lot of fun, guys. I really had a good time. Oh man, I'm so glad you did. We we're so yeah, indebted man. to you. We'd love talking to you. We no. we would love to talk personally. I'll say I would love to talk more in the future uh, as well. Absolutely, no, hundred um, percent. Got the sure. uh, got the Whitewoods Discord. By the way, uh, I can't link it right at the moment, but if anyone has a link, drop it in chat. Um, Skelly, all I got coming up is Vapor Shave next Saturday. You and I are both on it. 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern, two stages, mm-hmm. twitch.tv slash utopia district and twitch.tv slash daydream deluxe. I don't know if there's an underscore between daydream and deluxe, but next Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern, it's St. Pepsi, Christ, Luxury Elite, uh, myself, Skelly, and a lot of heavyweights uh, with some good material. I'm doing a uh, 30-minute 80s R&B DJ set. Very poignant, very romantic set. Um, Skelly, I think you'll like it. Uh, Indy's doing my visuals, so it's a, it's a callback to the, the care set where I opened for you and Lux as Lipstick Elite. 
some uh, some cool IRL stuff going on down the road. Can't say anything, but some very cool things. You guys should keep your eyes open to the Midwest and the Northeast. That's all I can say. All right, my turn. Yeah, please. Sure. Got a new song, uh, The Price I Pay. That's out on streaming services, but also on the Pacific Winter compilation by Coast to Coast Collective. Obviously, I have that Patch Notes remix that's out right now. Obviously, you can go on um, uh, Neil Juice Records and buy my album, Glows and Melts, on either Glow in the Dark vinyl or Splattery vinyl. And I believe there are more, some cassettes left for my other project, Falling uh, Not Vampire, a business casual label and uh live events uh terminally chill is returning the vaporwave yeah. dance party is returning to philadelphia that's right in may 4th may 4th uh and then prior to that april 28th will be the party i do called eclipse where i play wave music and witch house music and uh dark pop stuff like churches and fury ring and stuff and uh hell yeah and funk. i play funk at that party too so that's also coming up and uh, I will also be at the Vapor Shave events. I'm uh, finishing up my visuals for that right now as we speak. Uh, gonna play a bunch of new songs from the next Skeleton Lipstick album. Bunch of dark shit on that one. So Nice. I've, I've heard a little bit of it and it sounds pretty promising. Sweet. And I think it's uh, just good. That's good for me. Well, we're over time, oh. but I want to thank everybody who tuned in, especially Whitewoods. Um, the, uh, the pleasure was ours and anybody that, uh, that subbed or donated or joined the discord during the show. Thank you. Especially, uh, episode will be up on YouTube and podcasting services within the week. Um, don't forget to, if you feel so led donate, uh, that's a exclamation point donate. All donations go towards the stream towards, uh, output towards commissioning your friends. Uh, money goes back to the community. Um, don't forget to follow us on all socials. That's Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, you know, all the above. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll go ahead and drop it in here. Linktree slash hot takes vapor. Invite your friends. Uh, and last but not least, um, before everybody gives a warm goodbye to Whitewoods, tune in in two weeks. That's 9 p.m. Eastern, March 27th for an evening with Skelly Shiro and King Quartz. Yes. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much, everybody. And Whitewoods, you are a real one for being here with us. Today. Oh, God. So much fun. Thank you, buddy. Had a great hey. talk more in the future. Same. All right. We're going to roll the guys. ad for the upcoming Vapor Space show. Go see Vapor Space in St. Louis if you can. And everybody, have a good night.